you're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there, you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so, looking at all the latest in tech and answering any questions you might have. As always, you can call 069 or you can text or WhatsApp 087-166-9800 and you can email myself, patrick102fm at gmail.com and any questions you might have, I will answer them on the next show. And to start off with today, we have a question from a regular listener. They say they don't want to give their name, but they say they're using the Nothing phone the same as I am and they're asking... Is the nothing phone to worth upgrading to i suppose i've i've kind of mixed feelings on it myself you know it's a steady improvement on the first one but i wouldn't upgrade to it because of the price increase so what the what the the big hit of the first one was that it was a very good mid-range phone it didn't beat the flagship phones but it was ranged between i think 350 and 550 for the top spec so it was a good mid-range price compared to the thousand euro phones and all that it didn't beat them on specs it was you know it was a a good solid mid-range phone picture quality photo quality was quite nice you know it's not going to beat the samsung galaxy s you know that costs 1300 euro but or the iphone that costs 1400 euro but it um it did a great job Uh, nice clear photos a good you know all-rounder and uh, it had those, you know, the glyph lights, which was a, a feature that made it stand out from the pack as well. The problem with the new one is, um, it's. Uh, I was looking at the top spec, and it's like 730 euro for the top spec one, which is the same. You know, I got the top spec of the of the Nothing Phone one, and if I was upgrading, I'm not going to get a mid range, you know, a, a mid version of it. I get the top spec of the Nothing Phone two. But the problem is it's 730 euro and the first one was 550. So that is taking it into a different range price wise. But the problem is it has increased its quality a little bit, but it's still not going to beat any of those top phones. And the problem is that, okay, it's not um, it's not uh, going to be still as expensive as an iPhone or any of those, but it is as expensive as the Google Pixel 7. Even actually the Google Pixel 7 Pro at the moment, the, the Pro is on sale at 739 and the 7 is from 539 so and they would be far superior phones than that. Now they don't have the, the glyph lights on the back, but... Um, to, to, to take them like the, the Google Pixel 7's price of what did I say it was 539 that should be the highest price of the Nothing Phone 1 to keep it out of that market but because of the price increase they're pushing it into the higher market and they can't compete there on camera processor and a lot of other specs they're, they're outmatched so they've kind of priced themselves out of the market when it comes to mid-range um, now there's reviews and they're saying it's good and it's improved and they've refined find it and it's like the iphone for apple user or for um, android users you know if you that kind of a, a feel about it and everything but you know the google pixel 7 is still going to beat it like on um and especially the pro the you know, the top one is the same price as the cheapest pro which is still very high spec and far superior cameras um so 
yeah it's a pity they've kind of priced themselves out of it a bit um, let's see what there's a review anyway let's see what they say a bit about it as after selling more than 500,000 phone ones last year nothing has returned with a sequel to phone 2 and while it looks similar to the previous model it feels like uh, nothing is finally figuring out its groove not only does it have a significantly faster CPU, so a bit about that, it's using last year's uh, Snapdragon 8 series Gen 1. Yeah, it's last year's model. So it, you know, they say there's a number of reasons. Obviously, it's to save on price, but also it's, uh, you know, it has been given all its updates and refined and any bugs have been sorted out through yeah, last year's phones that had it. But it's, all, it's mostly a way to save money. And um, that's fine, but you could, you know, you could also buy a second-hand phone from last year, uh, you know, with the same chip in it. So it's not going to get updates for as often, or you know, things like that. Your and some brand new apps, maybe that are made for the Gen Two, wouldn't work on it, and things like that. So it's kind of like buying a year-old phone in that way. Um, but it is, you know, it's it is very good and it's much faster than the the seven series that they had on the previous model. But you're turning down a lot of other kind of higher end mid range phones and those Google Pixel phones as well, which which are, are uh, on the in the same price range now. Uh, it has a its cameras have been improved and while we're seeing nothing's now it has the same specs as last year, but apparently the the Sony sensor that they're using on the it's still 50 megapixel but the sensor is a, an improved sensor so uh, it's supposed to be a better camera than last year and we're finally seeing nothing's vision of a more thoughtful and deliberate UI even the phone's most distinctive feature is glyph interface offers enhanced customization which is really cool I've seen that it's like say if you uh, you know Uber if you're ordering like a, a taxi from Uber uh, you can have it uh, the lights on the back uh, so the light uh, becomes say wide and it gets narrower and narrower and narrower to count down the time until your your Uber has arrived you know so if some, it showed somebody like in a meeting so they had the phone upside down so they weren't looking at their phone but they had that little light on the back and it was shrinking and shrinking to let them know okay the, you know I have to leave the meeting now my 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 taxi is there to pick me up so that kind of a thing um uh, offers enhanced customization yeah so I was saying but perhaps most importantly the phone 2 will officially be available in the US so this is a US article so the the first one wasn't available in the US at the beginning but then they launched it in the US uh, it's still very affordable at 600 so that's the cheapest one uh, but it's if you want the top spec it's uh, 730 uh, in the sea of Android phones uh, but even the 600 one you're competing against the, the likes of the Google Pixel um 6a from last year or, or the google pixel 7a uh, from this year or the google pixel 7 even in a sea of android phones that often blends together getting an eye-catching device for a reasonable price is definitely something notable uh, compared to most phones that are clad in a blank sheet of glass the phone 2 which is available in white or a new gray color is a stunner yeah it is very nice even the first one is very nice the transparent back and everything and it has been enhanced in the new one um, the uh, the gorilla glass reveals a monotone assortment of components allowing you to see uh, things like its magnetic charging coil power cables and more it's not messy though everything is buttoned up just enough uh, and there are human touches like arranging some of the components to look like an elephant <laughs> i've been told that there are other creatures hiding in there as well but i haven't spotted them yet uh, it's like having a cyberpunk art installation in your pocket 
Yeah, it is. You know, if you really want something to stand out, it's good. You know that way. Uh, so you know they have made some improvements, but they've increased the price. I think a little bit too much. You know, say if it went the the most expensive one went from five fifty to six hundred, maybe something like that, uh, and they went from there down uh, to the to the entry level ones. You know, they just jumped to fifty euro. Uh, on each uh, one but to jump to you know 740 or 730 something from 550 is a is a bit is a bit of a jump considering they are saving they're still saving money they're using last year's processors and things like that so I don't think it was necessary to uh, they haven't plus they kept a design quite similar to last year's one so they didn't have to invest in brand new R&D uh, as in a brand new phone uh, all over again it was just like refining and and it's almost like a nothing phone uh, you know 1.5 or something like that rather than a nothing phone to uh, uh, like a brand new uh, uh, the, the glyphs look quite similar they just put gaps between where they where they were in the previous one so they, they kind of spaced them out a bit and they gave them a bit more you know, so it's really a refining of the first one yeah, so they did probably save uh, on that uh, as well, uh, compared to starting all over again. Uh, so eight or twelve gig of RAM and up to five hundred and twelve gig of storage. Uh, sure, it's an, uh, the chip is a year old, but it handled games and editing photos without a hint of lag. Ah, yeah. So like, it, it's uh, there'd be no problem with with power and speed and everything. It's just uh, updates and and things like that. It'll behave like a phone that's a year old when it comes to that kind of thing. Uh, the camera's uh, image processing can be extremely difficult when you don't have the same level of resources as a trillion dollar mega corporation. And while the Phone 2's 50 megapixel main camera and 50 megapixel ultra wide cameras are decent, they're still a tier or two below what you get from a Pixel 7, which is the same price or cheaper in some in some ways uh, uh, than, than it. Uh, during the day, the Phone 2 captures images with bright, rich colors and good sharpness. It's only when you zoom in 100% that you notice things like color fringing and worse uh, dynamic range. Nothing has a hard time in keeping up with the Google's night silent mode in low light too. Uh, Sometimes struggling when trying to nail white balance and so preserving detail. Uh, Still, coming from Phone 1, it's a big improvement. If you aren't an avid photographer, the Phone 2 is still serviceable. Uh, yeah, so they uh, they give it a good you know all round uh, review, which I would which I would agree with myself. You know, it's it's a step up, uh, but it's three steps up in price though. So that's the you know that's the downside. Uh, so yeah, um, so would I recommend to for the listener to upgrade to that? I'd probably recommend maybe. Um, the Google Pixel 7 or one of the, you know, shop around the other um, Pocophone or uh, Oppo phones and, you know, uh, have a look at the different specs and things like that to, to see exactly what you want. Um, you have Xiaomi and those kind of ones as well. So there's a there's a lot of different, different ones to choose from. You also have the likes of the OnePlus Nord and uh, phones like that that are... That are Uh, excellent as well Uh, Activision Blizzard lays off esports staff as it faces potential dramatic changes for the Overwatch League Uh, amid layoffs in the Activision Blizzard esports department Overwatch League franchise owners will vote on whether to continue the league in its current format 
so amid the final days of the Activision Blizzard Microsoft deal, Activision Blizzard is laying off workers in its esports department while also preparing for potentially huge changes coming to the Overwatch League. Uh, today, Blizzard released its second quarter earnings report, which within which lies the potential fate of the Overwatch League from the report. Uh, during the second quarter, we amended certain terms in our collaborative arrangements with team and entities participating in the Overwatch League. According to the amended terms, following the conclusion of the current Overwatch League seasons, the teams will vote on an updated operating agreement. Uh, if the teams do not vote to continue under an updated operating agreement, the termination uh, fee of $6 million will be payable to each participating team entity, total fee uh, of approximately $114 million. So they're, they're kind of going to give them a severance package if they don't... Uh, if they don't want to continue under the new package. Uh, Coldplay are now officially coming to Ireland. The band will play Croke Park on the 29th and 30th of August next year. It's part of their Music of the Spheres tour. Uh, Pre-sale tickets are on sale from 10am on Tuesday. Uh, So that's very good. It follows days of speculation after details of a gig were accidentally released on Ticketmaster and the hashtag Coldplay Dublin was spotted on Amsterdam. Yeah, I saw that. There was a big screen and there were flashing through the different countries that were coming to and hashtag Coldplay Dublin came up and people were like oh they're coming to Dublin <laughs> yeah so they they accidentally uh, leaked it out the self-transforming Optimus Prime now has a $1,700 Dinobot friend so apparently I have oh I did I saw the the self-transforming Optimus Prime before yeah they're extremely expensive I saw one of the like YouTubers that does um, games and things like that had one of them and now it has a a Dinobot friend. Uh, how much would fans pay for the ultimate action figure? A company named uh, RoboSense seems determined to find out with Transformers toys that transform themselves like they do in the classic cartoon. Uh, first, it was a $750 self-transforming Optimus Prime robot, then the $750 transforming trailer to go with it, and the $1,500 total to bring the leader of the Autobots to life. Now Hasbro and Roboson are introducing Grimlock, so you can own the king of the Dinobots too, for a cool $1,700 all by itself. That's crazy money. Uh, so... Uh, the results the result is glorious uh, 34 servo motors make it for a, sp- a spectacular transformation and let Grimlock walk talk attack and even pretend to breathe in both dino and humanoid modes uh, the 5.7 pound robot comes with a light up um, ergon sword Energon sword and a light up uh, galaxial rocket launcher powered by their own button batteries plus pre-programmed actions that let them blast the slice through their pretend foes uh, so this is, this is a picture of the original um, Optimus Prime that they do and they have the dinosaur now to go with it so there's a picture as well so it's a really kind of a more advanced version of the transforming toys there's like lots of servo motors so it really does an intricate kind of um, transformation but I won't be purchasing one, though, because the prices are absolutely crazy, but uh, it's a fancy toy for people with a lot of money. Uh, Almost 6 million people have signed up to Netflix since its crackdown on password sharing, a much higher number than experts have predicted. It also emerged the cheapest monthly ad-free plan is being scrapped uh, for new subscribers. The platform posted steady profits in its latest financial results, but admits investment in content will take a dive partly because of the strike action in Hollywood. 
so yeah there's a big strike on Hollywood at the moment uh, it started off with the writers uh, they want better there's a lot of um, uh, I was reading some actors were commenting on what exactly was going on and why you know why were the writers complaining and you know there's a lot of um there's you know there's rules where they're supposed to get um say if they write on a show and then the show has been repeated and played over and over again they keep getting residuals but there was ways around it and to minimize it and the residuals are after costs and things like that so they increase the cost and um, there was a talk of a uh, one of the companies having a warehouse and the store they they printed off dvds of the show and then stored them in this warehouse and then they were charging fees for the storage of the dvds uh in a way to you know charging massive storage fees in a way to reduce the residuals of the writers or uh, you know to make more profit for themselves so they weren't really specifically aiming for the writers but in general all the costs that they had to give out so to but it did prevent the writer from getting paid to, so that, and it increased the profits of the of the creator companies uh so they had lots of different tricks like that and you know the, the writers that were putting in a lot of work were getting very minimal pay but on the promise of residuals and then their residual checks were coming out and they were you know for a year's worth of residuals they were only getting pennies and uh, they were complaining about it that they were doing a lot of work and the show was making millions and millions but on paper it was a loss so uh, I, one of the f- famous actor put it up on Twitter that you know he was getting residual checks out for his acting side of it and he was it, it was being told that the movie was losing millions of, of dollars every year uh, so he was getting almost nothing out of it because it was losing money even though it was made for a pittance he said it was one of his low budget movies that was a surprise hit and it made millions and millions but apparently it was losing millions uh, so they have they have just a uh, ways of avoiding a lot of the co- different companies have ways of avoiding uh, having to pay out residuals and to to maximize profit so uh, that's kind of what the strike started about and it started with the writers and then it it has gone up to the the actors have kind of joined them as well um some of the recent premieres the actors uh, was it oppenheimer the actors walked out early and they kind of stood outside and um, they're being asked not to to pr- do promotion, not to do anything like that uh, until it's kind of resolved. They do have a point, you know. It should be fair play, I suppose. There was also a part on the actor side of it as well, why they were kind of um, they're kind of on strike and protesting at the moment, also in support of the residuals and things like that. But there was also a new uh, so, was it a leak or something came out, but uh, that there was. Um, with the increase in special effects in AI, they were asking or they were offering um, a day's pay to different people, uh, say extras and things like that, where they come in for the day and they scan you, uh, they scan your 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 face and your body and everything like that so they get a, a kind of a digital copy of you and then they can use it in a movie and use it in movies and things like that. But for a day's pay, they were kind of signing their likeness rights in perpetuity 
so it was like <laughs> um, they could they could put you in a, a thousand movies you know as an extra uh, as a digital extra and they were saying that that's not very fair and that there was no residuals or anything like that and the same with the streaming services it's hard to keep track of how much they're actually earning from the movies and if the residuals are accurate and things like that so just there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of tension in Hollywood at the moment, uh, so they're trying to get to the bottom of this. But uh, when it comes to movies, those the two big movies at the moment is um, Oppenheimer and Barbie. So they're very contrasting movies. Uh, a lot of people have been making jokes about it, Barbenheimer, and <laughs> they're making ad trailers where both movies are combined and things like that. But they're they're very very contrasting movies. Uh, Barbie is the story of uh, you know the the real life version uh, live action version of the doll and she's living in barbie world and everything is uh, sweet and roses and then she ends up i just saw the trailer but she ends up going off for a drive with ken and they end up in the real world and it's suddenly the contrast of barbie from this fairy tale land now in the real world and the the you know uh, hilarity ensues then Oppenheimer, of course, is the story of uh, what's, uh, Julius Robert Oppenheimer. He kind of uh, invented the nuclear bomb, and uh, they set it up in Los Alamos, in the in the the desert in Nevada. Was it somewhere in that kind of area? And they uh, assembled the first nuclear bomb, and it's the build up for that. And they weren't a hundred percent sure if it wasn't going to <laughs> cause a kind of a catastrophic uh, explosion that could chain itself and kind of destroy the atmosphere of the earth and all humanity they weren't 100% sure that wasn't going to happen when they set off the first nuclear bomb so but they were in a, ru- a rush to kind of beat the Russians and the, the, the Germans and everything like that and um you know, so it was the. It's that story. It's a very deep story, a very kind of dark story in many ways. Uh, the the invention of the nuclear bomb and um, uh, Killian Murphy is the lead actor in it. And from everything that uh, that's been shown and other actors talking about it, he is supposed to give an absolutely amazing performance. Uh, so uh, that might be one I might uh, have to pop up my and it was all filmed in in uh, christopher nolan uh filmed the whole thing in um imax as well so if there uh, there isn't too many imax s- s- screens in ireland though there's uh, one in dublin uh but uh there isn't there isn't too many full-size you know dual projector imax screens in um in Ireland but uh, it would be still amazing to see and uh, he's a very unique director as well a lot of one shot photography as well instead of using multiple multiple cameras and he wanted to minimise digital um, effects and things like that to the bare minimum if none at all if he could get away with it uh, so they built like a life size replica of the first atomic bomb and of course the second and third atomic bombs were the ones that were dropped in Nagasaki and Hiroshima so um, yeah it's a it's a, a very big movie there and also maybe they, well, actually it might be a good idea see Oppenheimer and then to cheer yourself <laughs> cheer yourself up a bit and have a bit of a laugh go to see Barbie then uh, but uh, yeah so that's uh, that's some of the new movies 
Um, YouTube Premium is now going to cost an extra $2. I don't know if it's the same over here, but uh, the ad-free YouTube viewing now costs $13.99 a month, while the price of YouTube Music is increasing by $1 to $10.99 a month. Uh, YouTube Premium prices increased to $13.99 in the U.S., um, I wonder, does it say anything about uh, music streaming that's available uh, that's available standalone as part of the premium subscription uh, in the US will now cost ten ninety nine a month, uh, mirroring similar price increases we've seen from Apple, Amazon and Tidal. Uh, Spotify is now a notable holdout, uh, still charging nine ninety nine a month, but the CEO, Daniel Eck, recently indicated the service is ready to raise prices. Uh, so they're all putting their prices up, all the music uh, subscription uh, and some of the TV subscription as well. So that's uh, another thing we have to not look forward to. <laughs> More price increases. Uh, an espresso martini could help protect against Alzheimer's. Okay. Research from the University of Verona in Italy has found drinking an espresso every day, even in a cocktail or mixed with a milk or in a latte, can have beneficial effects. The strong shot of coffee destroys rogue proteins involved in the onset of neurodegenerative disease. So, yeah, maybe not the, uh, <laughs> the, the martini part of it every day. I don't think uh, drinking alcohol all the time would be. But, so, but uh, in other words, so this story is uh, a, a shot of coffee, an espresso, can have beneficial effects uh, for the brain. So... Uh, that's very interesting. Uh, Google's rumored Genesis AI tool for journalists could provide could probably write this article. So this is in The Verge. All mistakes, typos, and inaccurate conclusions presented here are entirely human-generated for now. <laughs> Uh, so that's funny. The New York Times cites anonymous sources in, re uh, in a report saying Google demonstrated Genesis for media executives uh, from the Times, Washington Post and Wall Street Journal uh, owner News Corporation uh, presenting responsible technology uh, that takes in facts and spits out news copy. Uh, two executives mentioned in the article uh, said it seemed to take for granted the effort that went into producing accurate and artful news stories, while another saw it as more of a personal assistant helper. Asked about the report, Google spokesperson Jen Creeder provided the following statement to The Verge. Uh, in partnership with news publishers, especially smaller publishers, uh, we're the earliest stages of exploring ideas to potentially provide AI-enabled tools to help journalists with their work. For instance, AI-enabled tools could assist journalists with options for headlines, different writing styles, and our goal is to give journalists a choice of using their emerging technologies these emerging technologies in a way that enhances their work and productivity. We're just making assistive tools for people in Gmail and Google Docs. Uh, quite simply, these tools are not intended to and cannot replace the essential role journalists have reporting, creating and, and fact-checking their articles. So that's uh, Google making AI journalist assistants, shall we say, rather than out-and-out -out journalists. Uh, middle to higher income renters in Ireland are facing steeper housing costs than their European neighbours. New research from the ESRI measured the level of net income spent on rent, uh, spent on rent and mortgages across 15 similar European economies. It found Ireland ranked sixth on average. However, when broken down into income brackets, those on the higher end of the scale struggled more with affordability. 14% of middle to higher income households in Ireland spent 30% of their income on housing compared to just 3% of households on average elsewhere. Uh, the report's author, author uh, Dr. Rachel Slaymaker, 
uh, says a significant age divide has also emerged when it comes to home ownership. Let's see what you had to say. Traditionally, Ireland has been very much a homeowner society. So of these 15 countries, Ireland ranks fourth for home ownership in households aged 40 plus. But when we look at younger households, this falls to, to only 10th out of the 15 countries. So Ireland actually sees one of the, the biggest sort of gaps between rates of home ownership for younger versus older households. Yeah, so it is expensive and it's it's staying, staying expensive even compared to our European neighbours. Uh, Samsung is apparently working on a Galaxy Ring. Uh, that's according to new report from the ELEC. Uh, seems to seems like Samsung is considering its own take on the Aura Ring. Uh, the report also says Samsung is prepping an extended reality uh, headset for next year. Uh, perhaps that will be the first product from Google, Qualcomm, and Samsung's declarative announcement of a partnership on a mixed reality platform from earlier this year. Also, they're going to be working together. Uh, the Galaxy Ring. I suppose you could use it. It might track your steps and your blood pressure or different things like that. Depends on what it can do. It can do. Uh, you could also use it, which would be quite funny, paying for things in the shop. I think the the Aura Ring can do the likes of that. You know, has a kind of NFC built in. It connects to the phone, so when you want to pay for something, you just wave your hand over the <laughs> over the the machine at the at the checkout, and you can uh, pay for your shopping with with the ring. So that's that's quite funny. The government is investigating reports a Russian drone shot down in Ukraine had parts that were made in Ireland. So, um, yeah, we had a bit about this in the news as well. Uh, Taoiseach Leo Varadkar says the reports are being taken seriously, but he doesn't believe any Irish companies had, ev- had evaded sanctions. One possibility being examined is the part... Uh, parts could have been obtained by a third party in order to evade sanctions so um, that's actually happening a lot um, I was watching like a vlogger in Russia it was on YouTube he was going around a shopping center showing what life is like after the sanctions and it was you know it for a while a lot of the shops closed down uh, you know famous brand names and things like that and then the companies either found a way around it you know buying through third parties so these new third party companies have sprung up now and are buying you know um a couple of thousand pairs or a couple of hundred thousand pairs of runners from a famous company and shipping them to Russia and then selling them to Russia are different things. So a lot of shops closed down. Most of them reopened again uh, and with a slight price increase because they're being bought from a third party now. And other ones uh, that the sanctions kind of worked is they, they just found a Russian alternative or they found a Chinese alternative or they found... A different brand alternative and just uh, turn the shop into that they changed the name um i saw was it famous fast food their their red ketchup sachets they just covered up the name they just put like stickers over the names and just kept giving them you know uh giving them out with the food and uh you know they just changed the food around changed the name but still sell all the same stuff uh, he wanted to go to the cinema, the, the person in this video in, in Russia to see a movie that's obviously not um, sanctioned uh, because Hollywood is part of the and all the movies are part of the um, sanctions. But he uh, he said if you book online for a personal screenings, they, so he went up to the screen. He said he wanted to see whatever was the latest blockbuster when I watched this uh, a month or two ago. And um, he said he wants to see that movie and oh sorry we're not showing that but if 
if you go online and you book a personal booking you know where you can like in the ones here where you can go and you know play a playstation with your friends and you pay you know 50 quid an hour uh, for a party or something like that so you can book a personal booking but the problem is well the, the good thing is, is I suppose for them was that you know maybe 500 other people had also booked or 300 people or whatever it was has all, had also booked a personal booking so everybody arrived and they went in and sat down and brought their popcorn and their drinks and the big blockbuster came on uh, so that was their way around it so you know they're 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 finding ways around this and I'm sure those parts for those drones were probably obtained in a similar way they were bought by a third party and in the third party just sold it on to Russia so it is happening an awful lot their shopping centers and everything are full of all third party bought stuff so uh, defense and security expert Declan Power says it's important to find out what happened let's see what he had to say there needs to be proper investigation but I think it's imperative that the government uh, particularly to the Ukrainians that they're in a to the Ukrainians that they're in a position to assure them that Irish companies are not uh, engaged in these kinds of activities yeah it's true but it's it's hard to avoid I suppose they should um be more careful any of these companies of what third party companies they're selling to because if it's quite obvious that some small warehouse somewhere you know uh, is suddenly looking for enough supply of something to to supply a whole country then um then there's obviously something <laughs> there's obviously something uh, a bit strange going on why is uh, some small warehouse in in a in a foreign country looking for 100,000 pairs of runners uh, all of a sudden but um yeah it is it is going on but they need to be more careful about it uh, so our next story see-through VR headsets could be a thing the transparent v PSVR 2 has been shown and there's a special edition clear quest pro unit from meta CTO Andrew Bosworth posted during the launch of threads since meta shutting down production of these we won't see it released but at least it exists um, there's a big downside to transparent headset <laughs> like the the thing you want to mostly do is stop light leaking into the headsets if you have a transparent headset um, it's all the light is going to get in so it's kind of a, a bad concept in, in from the very beginning is uh, you're enabling light leak uh, a wild animal believed to be a linus is on loose on the outskirts of Berlin. Uh, a helicopter has been used to track it down and police in the German capital are urging people to stay inside and bring in their pets. No zoos or circuses have so far reported missing an animal. Uh, so it's unclear where it came from. So that's uh, it can be very dangerous, uh, a lion on the loose. And so, yeah, I hope people there are safe and people's pets and things are safe and they can track down the line and get it somewhere uh, to safety. Uh, for the lion's own, you know, it could run out in front of a car as well or something like that and get hurt itself. Netflix is sticking to sports adjacent streaming instead of live sports for the moment. Uh, we're super excited about the success of our sports adjacent programming. Uh, there's been a lot of focus on streaming. Yeah, they have they have had that um, drive to survive the Formula One documentary and. They had one about Michael Jordan as well, or was that HBO? It might have been them as well. Uh, so they've had some big uh, documentaries about sports as well, so that, that seems to be quite successful for them. 
Um, based on comments from Netflix CEO Ted Sarandos, it appears the company plans to largely stay out of the live sports game for the moment. We really think we can have... Um, strong offerings for sports uh, fans on Netflix without having to be part of the difficulty of the economic model of live sports licensing, he said during the company's second quarter earnings call on Wednesday. The quote was the final part of a longer response about the company's sports strategy. We're super excited about the success of our sports-adjacent programming, he said, pointing out uh, titles like Quarterback and Tour de France Unchained. Uh, with the latter, he talked about how uh, it did exactly what we saw with Drive to Survive, which is introduce a brand to a new audience. Yeah, that Drive to Survive has been amazing for Formula One in America. They were never big into Formula One. There were, you know, NASCAR and Indy 500 and all that kind of stuff. Um, but with Drive to Survive, uh, the the F1 uh, kind of ongoing documentary uh, with all the, you know, the rivals between the different drivers and the different teams and the managers and everything like that, it has taken off in a big way in America. Uh, Formula One is a lot of, uh, on social media activity and everything anyway, you can see it quite, uh, quite high and people are going to the... Formula One in Austin, Texas. The crowds have increased an awful lot uh, because uh, because of that Netflix show. So they can they can thank them for that. But um, so they've, they're trying to do the same now with the Tour de France and things like that, showing a sport kind of that was generally not popular outside of America. They should do um Netflix hurling documentary. Uh, starting to become popular in America they can start watching the All-Ireland see how brilliant Limerick are uh, that strategy Sarandos agreed uh, lets Netflix offer a wide variety of sports programming for sports fans that's uh, in season year round that leans on the company's strengths in storytelling. Uh, Sarandos also addressed the company's upcoming first foray into live sports, a celebrity golf tournament in November. We're excited to have uh, that because it serves as a promotional ve- vehicle for our sports brand like Full Swing and Drive to Survive, he said. It's probably a good thing that our first event will be a low-stakes play. While the live Chris Rock comedy special went off without a hitch, the planned Love is Blind uh, live reunion special was such a disaster that it had to be taped for on-demand viewing later. Uh, the other big tech companies have made splashy live sports deals like Google landing NFL's Sunday ticket and Apple launching a soccer streaming service with the MLS. While Netflix reportedly uh, kicked the tires on F1 rights uh, based on Sarandos's comments on Wednesday. Uh, so it's interesting yeah the streaming services are getting into it but they don't they're being careful about getting into live sports because the the, the all the fees to the sports teams and things like that for the for the live is is very different than recording and making documentaries afterwards uh, iPhone update we tested an iOS 17 feature that lets you clone your voice can people tell it's not real the next major software update for Apple's iPhone iOS uh, will in, iOS 17 will introduce an accessibility feature called Personal Voice. It's designed for people at risk of losing the ability to speak or who find it difficult by giving them a text-to-speech tool that sounds just like them. Somebody says, unfortunately, there are times I can no longer stay under the radar. The microphone must be on mute or this is in a meeting. Uh, The camera might have to go on and the attention is on me. At least that was the case until this week. Thanks to the new iPhone feature that lets anyone clone their voice with no technical chops and little time required. 
uh, meeting anxiety temporarily became a thing of the past. Announced back in May and is now available as part of the public beta for iOS 17. The next major software update for Apple's smartphone is due out in September. The personal voice tool lets my voice read aloud any text whatsoever without needing to speak for myself. Uh, the feature lives in the accessibility section of the iPhone settings app under the speech heading. Uh, to make your own on-demand digital voice, your handset tasks you with reading aloud 150 pretty random phrases, which takes about 15 or 20 minutes depending on your patience. So that's very interesting. You'll be able to have your own voice even when you're not there. You can send a note to somebody in your own voice without having to speak. <laughs> so if you're if you're not able to speak, plus if it's somebody that's losing their voice or something like that, they can record it and be able to still send messages in their voice if they, even if they're losing their voice. Um, Garden centre workers are the happiest employees. According to a new survey, the job keeps stress levels low and enjoyment high, with 19% of garden staff feeling amazingly good. Only two of them suffer from stress. Only 2% of them suffer from... Not two. Two in the world. Not 2% of them suffer from stress. Meanwhile, restaurant staff came in second, with 83% of them enjoying their roles. People working in bars, beauticians and gyms also scored high with enjoyment levels. I suppose interaction with people and positive interaction is is very good. It's good for you, uh, good for people's uh, morale and 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 well-being. So that's good. A E O L U S alias date set for European Space Agency satellite to fall to Earth in landmark re-entry attempt. The European Space Agency has said the alias satellite will return to Earth during its first-of-its-kind assisted re-entry mission. It will be guided back into the atmosphere before the remains splash down into the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, so that's very interesting. That could be done for a lot of different things in space to kind of clean it up. Uh, a satellite set to return to Earth via its first-of-its-kind assisted re-entry will splash down into the Atlantic Ocean next week. The European Space Agency says the alias craft will be brought down from orbit in stages with the Operation Centre uh, in Germany to guide it on its way. It will begin on Monday the 24th of July when an initial set of manoeuvres will bring it from an altitude of 174 miles to 155 miles. Uh, it will come down to 93 miles on Thursday and if all goes to plan will be brought to 75 miles on Friday. Um, from there, the satellite is expected to take around five hours to re-enter the atmosphere over the Atlantic. Only 20% of the craft, which weighs about 1.3 tons, is the size of a small car, is expected to survive. The remains will sink uh, and no recovery attempt will be made. So I hope there's no nothing poisonous on board. Actually, if it's just iron and things like that, it can be actually not bad for the ocean. The, um, they were saying that there's a... Uh, some parts of the ocean to help with plant life and with fish and stuff they actually drop iron in and when it rusts or whatever happens it actually um encourages um plant life and and fish and everything like that it's like a, a bit of a coral reef kind of thing almost um but um 
so if it's if it's similar with that hopefully there's nothing that will do too much damage uh, in it uh, ESA officials revealed the timeline during a news briefing having revealed earlier this month that the satellite was falling by about 0.6 miles or 1 kilometers a day one kilometer a day the agency of which the uk is a member said this type of assisted re-entry has never been tried its little remaining fuel will be used to safely steer it to splashdown uh, so that's very good uh, bring it in and clean it up and hopefully they can do that a lot Wheat prices have risen sharply in the wake of Moscow's decision to walk away from a deal to guarantee the security of Ukrainian exports. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin says he would return to the agreement if his country's demands were met. Business journalist Joe Lynham says while prices are up, uh, they're still well behind last year's peak. Let's see what the journalist uh, had to say. Customers are mostly very poor countries in Africa that need that grain, and so prices are up 11%. Now, I need to stress that they're still roughly half where they were last April in the immediate aftermath of the invasion of Ukraine uh, by Russia. Uh, prices went absolutely crazy. They have come back quite a bit, um, but up 11% worryingly uh, in the last two days. Yeah, so hopefully it doesn't return to the previous prices. Uh, AI Facebook owner Meta announces its rival to chat GPT will be free uh, to use. This version of the model is trained on 40% more data compared to uh, Llama 1, according to Meta. So they had a previous one, Llama 1, and this one is a bit more uh, intelligent. The owner of Facebook has announced plans to make its version of the artificial intelligence technology behind behind ChatGPT for free researchers and companies to use. Um, the latest version of Meta's large language model called Llama 2 uh, will rival OpenAI's uh, GPT-4, which powers the chatbot app. The technology came to the fore last November after the release of ChatGPT, built a user base of 100 million people in just two months. So they're all they're all getting on board now with the AI chatbots. Uh, Elon Musk, Tesla may cut prices again in turbulent times. Uh, so they recently showed... Uh, the kind of first few production uh, well, I don't know if they're production but pre-production of their Cybertruck uh, being built uh, there was a picture of all the staff around it celebrating and things like that after a long wait uh, hopefully they start turning those out for the customers that are waiting for them uh, Tesla chief executive Elon Musk says the electric electric car maker could continue to cut prices as the world economy is in turbulent times the multi-billionaire's comments come from after the company reported that its profit margins had been squeezed as it faces tough competition. In recent months, Tesla has cut its prices several times in major markets, including US and China. Uh, The firm's sales fell more than 4% uh, in after-hours trade in New York. Uh, Tesla reported that its profit margin had fallen to the lowest level in four years. The company said its gross profit margin fell to 18.2% for three months uh, to the end of June down from 26.2% in the same period last year. During a call with the Wall Street analyst, Mr. Musk signaled that he was open to cutting prices further if needed. One day it seems like the world economy is falling apart, the next day it's fine. I don't know what is going on, he said. Uh, We're in, uh, I would call it turbulent times, he said, uh, which is very true at the moment. Um, Microsoft will deliver improved HoloLens combat goggles to army testers this month. So there's a picture of um, 
uh, a member of the army with their full kit on and they have these uh, all black kind of goggles with uh, like a, a typical army kind of a brown grey coloured strap on it uh, so it looks quite futuristic uh, Microsoft is taking another turn at testing its HoloLens based combat goggles with the US military the company has conf- confirmed to Engadget that it is delivering improved IVAS in- integrated visual augmentation system 1.2 devices to the army before the end of July these updated augmented reality models are slimmer lighter and more balanced than before Microsoft says in turn should make them more comfortable and improved uh, and will improve soldiers performance the army tells Bloomberg that two squads will test 20 prototype IVAS goggles uh, in late August they'll gauge low light functionality reliability and whether or not uh, they make soldiers feel ill some testers complained last year of nausea, he- headaches and eye strain, while others weren't happy with the bulk, narrow field of view and display glow that, they could, that could give away a soldier's presence at night. Key features also failed relatively frequently. Uh, the HoloLens meant it's meant uh, the HoloLens tech is meant to improve battlefield awareness. Infantry can see each other's positions, get vital health stats, and use night vision uh, that's less conspicuous. Uh, they can better coordinate assaults and warn if there are any signs of injury or fatigue. Uh, the technology might reach the field within a few years if the August test is successful. The Army would uh, award a contract between July and September 2024 for a second field study and could move to an operational combat test as soon as April 2025. The Army could deploy IVAS months afterwards, if, if so it all depends on this test. Uh, Tesla plans to license its full self-driving system to other automakers. We're not trying to keep this to ourselves, Elon Musk said. In a surprise announcement during Tesla's Q2 2023 investor call, uh, company head Elon Musk revealed that Tesla plans to license its full self-driving system to other automakers and OEMs. Uh, We are very open to licensing our FSD software and hardware to other car companies, Musk said. Uh, We're already in discussion with a major OEM about... Using Tesla FSD, Musk announced uh, a one-time amnesty during Q3, which will allow owners to transfer their existing FSD subscription to a newly purchased Tesla. Um, Tesla remains the top US EV producer with a new internal record with 479,700 vehicles built and 466,140 of them delivered in Q2, up 87% year-on-year. During the call, Elon Musk noted that during uh, the first quarter, the Model Y became the best-selling vehicle of any kind, surpassing the likes of the Toyota Corolla. Uh, So that's amazing uh, for a kind of a higher-priced vehicle to be selling that much. Uh, the first production Cybertruck rolled off. Of course, there is um, rebates and things like that because it's uh, in certain states and things because it's uh, it's an electric vehicle uh, and it's cleaner I- energy uh, as it drives along. Um, the first production Cybertruck rolled off the assembly line uh, this quarter as well, though you couldn't see much of the vehicle from its official release photo. The Cybertruck line has entered some tooling. Uh, according to the company, it is expected to begin steady production sometime next year. 
Uh, so it, it'll still be another while yet. Uh, so that's been Tech Thursday today. I hope you've enjoyed it. As always, you can call 069-66200 or you can text or WhatsApp 087-166-9800. Any tech-related questions, anything at all, TVs, cookers, washing machines, computers. Uh, if you're having a problem with some something tech-related or if you're looking to change something or if you're looking for advice, I'm always here to answer your questions. Uh, you can email patrick102fm at gmail.com. And uh, I suppose that's the best way of getting me. And uh, thank you for listening. I'll be uh, back again next week. And if you want to listen back to anything you heard today, it'll be available on all your podcast platforms. Just search, search for uh, Tech Thursday. So I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM.